I just want to pop in real quick and say apologies for Jorge's audio. We had some technical difficulties. Thanks for bearing with us and hanging in there for this episode. Hi everyone, welcome to Movies at Midnight Podcast, the show where we discuss movies that we've watched and do some traveling inspired by their themes or location. Or the reverse. (laughs) I'm Tanya. And I'm Jorge. And today we're talking about the gift from 2015. And what a gift it is. Ooh, what a gift, a gift to the people, a gift to them. And... No. Just uh, this movie, huh? Yeah, this this movie, for me, it was a love-hate thing. That's in, fair. In terms of, like, they touch on topics of bullying and you feel for the underdog and you want them to... I don't. Hmm? I only liked one person in this film. It's also one of those films that leaves it up to the audience to decide Definitely. what is the the outcome. And that's something that I sometimes hate because I'm like, just tell me. Yeah. Did he do it? Did he not? Sure. I don't want to know. He's disgusting. Everyone's disgusting. Except for Robin. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was like a tagline for this movie could be, we're all awkward here. <laughs> And it creates some tension. I mean, that's um, putting it mildly. I feel like the whole watch, you're just like clenched up. You're like, so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very cringy because there's a lot of uh, confrontation. Yeah. Not as much conflict averse. And I think in general, we tend to avoid conflict. And in this movie, there's no escape. Yeah, it's cringy until it's just downright disturbing and fucked up. It's really enjoy. That sounds fucked up. It's really enjoyable, but I mean, it is an interesting watch, and it it kept my attention the whole time. Like I really enjoyed thinking, like, what is going on? What are the motivators of these people? Why is this woman so casual about this strange man showing up at her home all the time? I don't know if it's because I knew that this was kind of like a thriller film, and. The previews play Gordo as a very, like, ominous character, but, like, I feel like if it was real life, I wouldn't have thought much of it. You meet someone's old friend, and now they're like, oh, hey, how's it going, type stuff. And Jason Bateman's in it, so you're like, oh, it's it's funny, right? Right. <laughs> this is before Ozark, so. I had, I'd seen this once before, and I saw it with my brother, and my brother's pretty uh, funny about certain things, so... I don't think he knew what type of movie it was either. So when we're first watching it, he's just like, ooh, awkward, what is this? He's making all these remarks like, I don't know about that. I think this is a, that's a problem. Okay, I feel like there's not too much we can talk about this film without spoiling it. So I'm gonna get into the summary then. I'll put a timestamp for those of you who are watching the visual. Sorry, it's a bit of a long one this time. After moving back to Los Angeles, married couple Simon and Robin settle into their new home. They run into Gordo, an old classmate of Simon's, while out shopping one day. Gordo soon after starts leaving gifts at their doorstep and stopping by unannounced when Robin is alone at home. Simon is increasingly uncomfortable telling Robin Gordo was the weird kid at school. 
Robin is more sympathetic, seeing him as awkward but ultimately harmless. Gordo invites the two to his house where Simon confronts him and tells him to leave him and his wife alone. The next day, the koi fish in their pond are dead and their dog is missing. When their dog returns one night, Robin also finds a letter from Gordo apologizing but referencing his and Simon's past, stating he was willing to let bygones be bygones. Simon dismisses Robin, claiming no knowledge. Robin feels uncomfortable in her own home, feeling watched, leading to her passing out in the middle of the day. Simon blames Robin's addiction to pills, but the two try to put everything behind them and move on. Robin becomes pregnant, and Simon is up for a big promotion at work. Yet, after seeing Gordo watching her while out shopping, Robin asks Simon's younger sister about him. She says that Simon and a friend saved him from abuse by an older boy. But, as a consequence, Gordo got bullied and left school. Robin finds background checks on Gordo and another man, Danny, the only other candidate considered for the promotion at Simon's work. Gordo has led a troubled life in and out of prison. Robin tracks down Greg, the boy who was with Simon when they reported the abuse against Gordo back in school. Greg tells her Simon made the entire story up, leading to Gordo's dad attempting to kill him because he thought he was gay and ruining Gordo's life. This was all done simply because Simon could. He was a bully. While celebrating Simon's promotion with friends, Danny throws a rock through their window claiming Simon lied about him to get the promotion, destroying his career. Robin goes into labor and soon after, Simon is fired for lying and Robin says she wants to separate. Simon returns home finding a gift from Gordo. It consists of his house key, a recording of Simon making fun of him, and a disturbing video of Gordo, masked, potentially assaulting Robin after the day she fainted, the footage cutting before anything happens. Gordo calls Simon, refusing to answer whether he committed this disgusting crime, just as Simon refused to tell the truth all those years ago. He hangs up happy, knowing that Simon's life is now in complete shambles. What a gift. You're welcome. Mm. Feels a bit odd to jump back to the beginning after, like, that reveal, but, eh, we'll start at the beginning. <laughs> it looks like they moved back to, or they moved to L.A. in the hills, very rich people. Uh, not quite back to Simon's hometown, but they're like, oh, it's close by, you know. And uh, they're touring the place with the realtor. She makes a comment about the pond out front with no fish, and the realtor's like, you gotta bring your own fish. And I was like, nope. I said it before, I said it in the house. There's an aquarium, or something like an aquarium. Not doing it. Why, what is it about fish? It's not the fish, it's the upkeep of that amenity. Don't want it. Not worth what it brings me in joy, what it will bring me in trouble. <laughs> I don't know, I think when you're buying that type of house, the cost of a pond may not... Or that you're like, the pond is included, man. Can't not have a koi pond with one of those. Yeah, if I ever buy one of those houses, I'll tell the realtor, if you don't put fish in there, I'm not buying this house. Oh my goodness. You'd see how fast she'd go and fill it up with some fish. Maybe. Depends how many people she has lined up. So while they're out, out one day shopping for furniture or whatever for the new house, they run into Gordo. And uh, first off, he's just like in the background of the shots watching them. I'm like, oh my god. God, here we go. <laughs> but he... Creeper in the back. Yeah. Him and Simon are talking, and for the first half of the conversation, Simon doesn't know who he is until he says his name, and he's like, oh my god, Gordo? I mean, he meets Robin, but then when they go to leave, Simon was like, yeah, I had no idea who that guy was for half of the conversation. But he's like, seemed like a nice guy. And 
I was like, that's such a weird thing to say about a former classmate. I'm like, either you knew him or you didn't. Or you'd be like, oh, back in the day, he was a nice guy. I wonder what he's up to now. I felt like I'd say that about a stranger. Like, oh, that seemed like a nice person. You know something about him, but then I was like, maybe he's just already lying, already on his lies about his past and their relationship. As we start breaking down Gordo's character, I wonder how much he knew prior to this point. When I was watching this film and, and he was like, oh, I, I know you from high school and they're checking out. So they like repeat their their address, I guess, for delivery over sending it to blah, 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 which I even like noted, I was like, oh, now he knows their address. And I was thinking in my head, yep, he does. But like, I wonder if Gordo had kept somewhat tabs on mm -hmm. Simon, like, oh, he moved out, but he, they were living in what, Chicago? And then he heard, oh, he's moving back. I don't know how he would have, but it's like, is he an avid mall rat that he's just at Always the mall? there. That's a good point, yeah. Or like, what are the odds that you bump into anyone and you're like, oh shit, that's so-and-so. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I get a sense that he must have known something and he knew he was back and he followed them to the mall. And he, most likely he probably already knew their address. Yeah, I'm more inclined to agree with that. And also I'm thinking now like how heartless or just completely turned off from what he, the effect he has on others does Simon have to be to not even register anything about Gordo like oh shit it's Gordo the one I completely I made a complete lie up about and ruined his life his dad tried to murder him and got sent to jail like no just nothing oh okay Gordo yeah what a weird guy he's so weird yeah and at, at which first, he is and, and I don't know if it's setting up Simon's character but the word Gordo in Spanish means fat mm -hmm. and if Simon was bullying like the fat kid at, in class and then similar to some of these other movies where like the kid being bullied completely changed his look, started working out and now he's a completely different person. I can kind of see, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize you. Yeah. But they never did any flashbacks of what Gordo looked like. But I mean, in Lizzie McGuire, Gordo's like this little skinny kid too. So I, I don't know, maybe that's just a common name in certain areas. Oh, his name is Gordon. So oh. Gordo for short. Oh, wow. Slim in the end really makes it short. Nicknames are weird. No, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not saying, oh, I think it's weird that he didn't recognize him. That's fine. But like once he realized who it was, he was still like, cool, whatever. Yeah, and I feel like Good that's to see part ya. of that facade that he has where his wife really doesn't know who he is. Mm -hmm. And that's something that throughout the movie I see as Gordo's gift to Robin is kind of like revealing a lot of that because he, he's been a bully his whole life. Yeah. He's manipulated several situations for him to like go on top. He's clearly done the stepping on the little guy to get where he is now. It's like more than just stepping on them though. It's like destroying them well, to get to, where you are. Yeah, that's just, yeah, but I will say that is... Revealing who her husband in, is to her is a much better gift than the service level, like, reveal at the end gift, which, good God, do not let that be the case. Mm -hmm. But they go home, and I don't remember, I'm a little bit bad with the timing of this. Everything seems to happen so quickly, like the turnaround time. I don't know if it was they went home from shopping or the next day. I would have thought the next day, but Gordo works fast. There's wine. He leaves them a bunch of gifts over the course of the film and oh, it's just so creepy, whatever. There's a bottle of wine for them. 
and Robin's like oh that's sweet and I'm like Robin no woman would ever think this way no woman would be like that's sweet this man you haven't seen in since middle school high school whenever it was found our address out of thin air possibly I mean I know the clerk said it but it's not cute it's not sweet but she's like we should thank him for the wine and I'm like yeah I guess so he doesn't murder you <laughs> yeah and it, I'm kind of with you on that where like okay how how did he know where he lived it wasn't like we ran into him in the neighborhood oh yeah. we used to be friends it's like you ran into him at the mall and now like he delivered something to your house and I guess like what was that thing red flag yeah it is where it's like whoa wait a minute what is this I mean I don't know, maybe they're social media people and they update their address and they're like, oh yeah, he could have gotten it from their Insta or whatever. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. But then he just starts showing up, which is even worse. And he is showing up when Simon's not home. So maybe the first time it's like, oh, first off, the first time, no, like go away. And they have big glass windows. So you can't like avoid being seen. He shows up and it's like, hi. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> and it's it's an interesting from like an architectural point where you you're on the hill and I guess you have a certain level of privacy yeah. there but she's cooking and when someone goes to knock on the front door here's like this huge glass wall uh if you want to call it sure. um and it's like you can see right into the house I mean I guess from security reasons, somebody's knocking on on your door, you can actually see it. But is that something people want? Like when they were designing this house, they're like, oh yeah, I want this big glass door right there so I can see who's knocking on my house while I'm cooking. Well, maybe they, you know, rich people, they're like, no one's going to come up my, no random person's going to come up to my house. Right, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. So... It's like the first time he shows up and Robin's like, oh, Simon's at work. Okay, mistake. Like, didn't know. But then he keeps showing up when Simon's not there. And I'm like, Robin, he knows that Simon's not home and that you're alone. He's doing this on purpose. And what does she do? Invites him in. Has him stay for dinner. Yeah, and that's some of the tropes that we get to learn about Robin where she is this character where she's too nice like she can't blow him off and it's one of those where like when someone gives you a gift she now feels indebted to be balanced and either be nice to him get him a gift or reward him by inviting him over because i feel like other people would have been like oh yeah he's not home i'll let him know you stop by thanks bye like and she's like oh no i'm about to make tea where i feel like she wasn't but she's doing the I'm a nice person. I'm not just going to be like, oh, you came all this way. I'll send you away. So I feel like Gordo definitely picked up on this. Mm -hmm. And he knows that's an exploit he can use to get closer to the wife in his grand scheme of things. Because I do think Gordo is extremely well calculated. Oh, for sure. He's planning all of his moves. Yeah, I think because... During this dinner scene, he says things like an eye for an eye, and I think good people deserve good things, you know? So I think that, I don't think he really was ever going to let bygones be bygones with Simon. I think he 
had this plan of maybe like delivering his own type of justice to Simon for what he had done in the past. So whatever that would be. I don't think it was ultimately what he ended up doing. I think he kind of adapted on the fly. But I think he was, he came to have his justice, an eye for an eye, against Simon. And then he was kind of sussing out Robin to see what type of person she was. And since he saw that she was a good person in his eyes, he decided to give her a gift. And hopefully that gift was like what you said, which was showing her who her husband was. Not giving her a child well that's that's up to the audience to decide but i really don't think that he gave her the child i would also like to think that well it's it's not even like i guess what would i want to think just like based on what the film has shown us and how i project simon to be i'm more on the side of he didn't give her the baby i guess jumping forward Simon ruined his life with a lie. And by not doing the bygones be bygones, Gordo is going to ruin his life. Simon could have fixed everything by confessing that the story was fabricated. However, Gordo, whether he confesses or not, you can prove it with a DNA test. Like you can't prove what happened to Gordo without a, a witness statement but you can definitely prove who the father of the baby is right but you know what i took from that is is then you have to tell robin what happened and like how messed up is that i mean i think it depends on like how you look at it like as the father of the baby can you request the dna without the mother's knowledge i don't know i mean considering that like simon has access to get background checks on multiple characters in this movie and the fact that they live in like oh like a in a shady way he would do well, it well i mean like not necessarily shady but if, if that's you, a little shady like, well i guess so i don't know kind of kind of how you want um but it's like i'm sure he can afford a dna test without the knowledge of his wife maybe i took that as part of the punishment like if you want to find out for sure you're gonna have to hurt your wife by telling her what could or could not have happened and if it didn't happen then that's like I mean, he's still drugging someone and doing whatever the hell he did is still a violation. So it's not great regardless. And it's like, even though it's a terrible subject, do you think that person has the right to know? Or do you think it's better that they are left in the dark? I'm always more on the honesty is the best policy because it's very frustrating in movies. And I feel like in real life as well, when someone's like, I kept this to protect you. Because that never really seems to play out right no of course i mean that's the whole point of like one thing it's like look it's not my place yeah like if you have a friend and you see the friend's partner with somebody else do you have to say something should you say something and i feel like that's that moral dilemma and it's up to you as a person but if someone was like oh i saw your husband cheating on you but I kept that because I'm protecting you. Mm. That's uh, that's not real protection, in my opinion. I mean, for, for some people, it's like, oh, this would have ruined the marriage. They it's ruined it by cheating. Well, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. But yeah, uh, during the dinner, Gordo also says, bad things can be gifts. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, and, and, and this is why I think like Gordo is extremely calculated. And while, yes, I I do agree that in order for, or part of the punishment being, like, you have to let Robin know 
we're going to do a DNA test. But I don't think the he would have just missed half like Simon has the resources to do a DNA test without her knowledge. I just don't think that would have been an oversight by by Gordo. We don't know this. Yeah, that's ends. the thing. We like we we don't know. The movie doesn't show us, and that's the part that sometimes is infuriating. Because I'm like, tell me, like, let us know through an interview what what side is right. Because I feel like online there's definitely a debates both ways. Of course, he is. That's the point of that ending, I would imagine, or one of the points. But we go to an office party at Simon's for Simon's work. He's talking about Robin, and she used to run her own company or something, or she still does, but it's uh, online from a distance. But it's like he's pretty much the one making all the money at the moment. He's the one with the job. And, and this is just a little thing, but it annoyed me so much. It has nothing to do with anything. That when they're being introduced to all their work friends, whatever, someone introduces a wife wrong, like this is Jane or something, and um, her husband's like, oh, actually, it's Janine, but she'll answer to anything. And I was like, divorce immediately. <laughs> I was like, what that guy? What the hell? Yeah, and, and this movie definitely, <laughs> that kind, those kind of statements are, I feel like, are done purposefully. Oh, because yeah. Because this is definitely being told from a misogynistic point of view. I mean... When you look at Robin, they portray her as like very weak, dependent on Simon for everything. Yet when Simon talks about her, it's, yeah, she either used to run her own maybe design studio. She says, oh, right now she's just doing freelance for some consulting firms. And it seems like if we followed them when they were in Chicago, she had some issues with substance abuse. And that's part of her character flaws that we get introduced to when she goes to a neighbor's house and takes the medication. So that's the best access to uh, scripts is just- Rich you know, people, bathrooms. Yeah, apparently. So we learned, and this is something that I was surprised by because she met Gordo and it's like, okay, here's like this guy who's just being nice, giving them gifts. But like her husband is clearly doing like, oh no, he was a weird guy in school. Like, why does he keep doing this? But then she like confesses that she was pregnant at one point. And it's like, why would you tell someone that when you've like barely met them? Because we do find out that, you know, they're, they're trying to start a family. These aren't the people who are like, oh, no, kids aren't for us. Like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're trying. She tells that to their neighbors. And it seems like they have had very little success. But in Chicago, we learned that she actually was pregnant. And the audience needs to decide, did the substance abuse lead to a miscarriage? Or Simon kind of alludes to, look, the reason why you're not working is that you got overstressed. Mm -hmm. And the stress of trying to keep up with multiple clients or who knows what led to the miscarriage of the baby. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really get the vibe. It's interesting that you said that Robin was dependent on Simon. I almost, I never got that vibe. She always felt like a really strong character to me because from the get-go, as, as much as I make fun of her for letting this strange man in the house and being like, girl, what are you doing? Simon is very against this and she still does it. And she always tells him, to be nicer. She stands up for Gordo when they have like a, a party with a bunch of friends and they're all making fun of him. So I'm like, she's not weak. She's a very strong person. I think she's a bit maybe lost at the moment in this new setting. But 
I I don't know. I never got the vibe that she was dependent on Simon. She just maybe turned a blind eye to certain things. And and the reason why I think that is Simon seems to be like a control freak. And I feel like he gives her this false sense of it's her idea or like she's in charge, but it's really him. Like I feel like he moved them back to LA to protect her. Cause like, even though they are making fun of them, but she never really makes a stand against them. Like, hey guys, you guys shouldn't do this. I think she did as politely as you can without creating, this is like a tough thing you need to navigate. If, especially if you're like talking with friends, you don't want to alienate people and make them feel stupid or rude, but you want to be like, hey, maybe chill with the weird jokes. And then I, I don't know. I like, I do see that he is domineering, but I see her pushing back a lot is my take on that. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting because Robin and Simon go up to his office and it's this big office and he's like, oh, but you should see my boss is upstairs. It's even bigger. And I'm just like, dude, you're already killing it. What do you mean? And I was wondering, oh, if he has like a complex a little bit because he's saying how his bosses are these two young kids. And it used to be that the old guys were in charge and ran the companies, but now the young guys are the ones in charge and we're the old guys underneath of them. But he's like, I'm going to make it upstairs. And I'm like, just be happy with what you have. Look at this. But yeah, it's just like a constant need for more when it comes to him, I think. Yeah, and I think there's a very fine line in finding the balance of, are you ambitious? Because like, a lot of people are like that. Where it's sure. like, you, you just want to keep going. And it's like, how do I get better? What's the next step? And there are some people who are like, hey, take, yes, it's important to take a step back. Be grateful for what you have. But at the same time, people, I feel like, always want to strive to do more, to do better. And if it's something like we, we find out about Gordo's father, but we don't really know about Simon's father. Where, like, for example, in other movies, you're like, oh, like in the house, oh, your your father was a drunk and a gambler and you don't want to be like your father. So it's like, I'm going to do more. Or maybe your father was ambitious and it's like, look, my father always told me, work hard for what you have. And no matter how much you have, you can always strive for more. Yeah, ambition is fine. Always wanting to better yourself is great. I think his comes from a sense of seeing other people have more than him and that's where he wants what he wants yeah and if it's it, an internal strive i think it's great yeah and the, the way he does it i think he's like a complete jerk about it and mm. well obviously clearly <laughs> but yeah and, and and that's that's the thing where it's like a love hate for this movie it's like how do you see simon is he the jerk that's just like i deserve this or like mm. other people have things so i should have things too or did he earn a lot of what he what he has? Like, how did he win over Robin if he's such a jerk? No, well, I mean, he can be very charismatic. I'm not saying he's like a jerk 100% of the time. They come back home and there's uh, fish food on their front step and they go and look in their pond and they have fish. Koi fish. Koi fish for their koi pond. Which apparently are very expensive. I believe it. According to, what was that? Google. Yeah, where's Gordo getting all his funds for these gifts and this project? Because we'll see later, it seems like he does a bunch of odd jobs. You know, he's a driver, which he gets fired from. <laughs> and then he's like this weird DJ announcer guy at a bar. What was he even doing? He was like doing trivia, but no one was answering his questions. So I'm not really sure. 
I don't know. It's fine. We don't have to get into it. I don't know. Famously introduced in, as testimony in the Tate LaBianca homicide cases, Los Angeles in 1969. Yeah, but it's like he he has multiple streams of income, but based on like what they're saying, it's like, okay, he probably lives a comfortable life, but he's not living a luxurious life where it's like, how much is he saving up for this master plan? I don't know. How much can you even save up when you live in LA anyways? Yeah, but at some point, Robin and Simon have been talking about him, and Simon was like, he's such a weirdo. Oh my god, weird, weird, weird. And I'm just like, people would talk like that when they're that old, or that age. Like, they're still a middle school, high school bully. Like, ew, go away. That's gross. But... He ends up writing weirdo on their, like, Gordo weirdo on their whiteboard. And one of the times, Gordo's just like, Hi, Robin, I know you're home alone, but I'm here. He ends up seeing it. And then he just leaves. It's all awkward because this entire movie is just awkward. <laughs> so you're like, oh, that's the end of that. He saw what they thought of him and he's not coming back. But no, he's like, I want to invite you over to dinner at my house. And this is where it's like, right. Oh, for sure. Because, like, if you're a jerk to someone and you're like, oh, shit, yeah, like... My bad. That, that should have been it. Because it's like, oh, yeah. we fucked up. We wrote something mean on the whiteboard. He saw it. And then he's like, nah, I, I forgive you. We're good. We're buddies. He wants revenge. No, we're not. I mean, one, one thing would be, like, if you kept in contact or something. But I'm like, this someone who, like, okay, you knew from a long time ago. And I don't know, maybe I portray, like, my thoughts and feelings where I'm like dude I gave you a gift and like you wrote this like fuck that I'm I'm not gonna invite you over again exactly great self-worth Jorge well if someone's like no no I agree I'm like if someone's like n blows you off then yeah and, with your time <laughs> would have been like and I, I think Robin's like oh we need to apologize yeah, yeah. if they're like hey I'm sorry blah 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 which is still like a dick move and it could have been yeah. like all right that's fine. I like but I we're forgive not you, but yeah, I'm, I'm hanging not, out. Not gonna be in the neighborhood anymore. And Let's hope not. Come over. Yeah, I thought it was funny though because then they have a scene of them with their friends and they're talking about it, and they're all, most of them really are making fun of Gordo, and I'm just like, oh, this is so grimy feeling. Like you're all a bunch of adults. It's so weird, but I thought it was really funny because. Most of them were like, don't go to that dinner. He's going to kill. I don't think they say that, but essentially they're yeah, like, they, don't. They, yeah, they they're like, joking. They're like, he's going to murder you. But then what I found funny was the one friend was like, well, I don't think you should go to the dinner. But if you do, I want to hear yeah. all about it. I wouldn't accept. No, me neither. Well, I for one would love to know what happens if you do go. <laughs> <laughs> and then like. Simon's like, no, we're definitely not going. Hard cut to them pulling up in his driveway. As I said, I doubt we will. Yeah, and that's the other part about their friends where I, and I don't think I picked up on it. It's like, were these friends from high school? It seems like one of the couples was their neighbor. Yeah. Where they're we're new first neighbors. introduced when we hear some like baby crying in the car by itself. And Robin's like, Oh, let me go check out why this baby's crying. And... Which is good. You don't want to. You want to make sure that a child alone yeah, is and okay. It, <laughs> and it, and it's summertime safe? in LA. Yeah, you definitely want to want to get the baby out. But 
it's kind of weird because she's like clearly walking to that baby and then she hears the parents and she's like, oh, let me just do a 180 now. That is Instead very of like, suspicious, hey, Robin. Don't right, do yeah, that. Exactly. Like, like someone's like, oh, this lady was walking towards the car. Yeah. And it would have been like, oh, hello, I heard your baby crying. I got concerned. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Because I'm like, what was it? They were doing groceries. Yeah, and they're... I was like, who who takes the groceries to the to the house first? I have no idea. I don't know baby etiquette. But Robin and Simon go to his house and supposedly there's gonna be another couple there. It's his big house so they're all surprised. Well, maybe Simon's surprised. He's like, well, I was not expecting this. Oh, and wouldn't you know it, the other couple canceled at the last minute. Whoop! How, um, how likely. Uh, it's super awkward. I don't know how many times I can say that. It's just so awkward, but in such a great way. Uh. But then Gordo's like, Gordo's being really evasive anyways, like dodging all the questions that they have for him. And then he's like, gets a phone call and he's like, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go for like five minutes to an hour. Be back. Yeah. But I think he did this so that he could, because this is a scene in the end that he had the recording of where Simon's trash talking him. Trash talking a man in his own home, even though it's not his home. Ridiculous. Well, as far so as they rude. know, it's their home. I know. Exactly. So rude. But yeah, I feel like he left so that he could see what they said about him behind his back. And then at first when he comes back, he's talking about how, oh, that was his ex-wife and it's her house. So when she says jump, he has to jump. And I was like, why would you make up that story? That seems a little bit odd. Like, I don't know. Did it matter? Did it amount to nothing? anything? No. But then I was thinking, oh, they went through his house. Like, you know, good people. Let's go rifle through this person's home while they're not here. And they find dresses and a, ba a kid's room. So I'm wondering if he was listening in on them live live feed. And he's like, oh, now I'll say that, oh, my, that was my ex-wife. Because they found dresses and stuff. And in the, in the video that we see him do later, is he clearly set up audio devices, microphones, cameras. And I do think that he was checking in on them. Yeah. And he's like listening in because... When they find the kids room, they're like, oh, he has kids. So it's like he needs an explanation. Because they're, like you said, he's being very elusive and evasive on the questions. are like, so what is it that you do? Yeah. And he doesn't give them like... He's like, oh, my ex-wife called. That yeah. was her. <laughs> okay. I, I don't really know what he was going with or what his strategy was on like saying like, oh, it's a work thing. Oh, I'm embarrassed. It was actually my wife and I have all these personal problems. Right. The only thing that I see, it's like Robin sympathizes with him mm. a little bit more. And if he's doing it to get Robin on his side or get Robin to like if he comes over for her to invite him over more. Um, but Maybe. I'm like, what what's the deal? I mean, you could have been like, hey, false alarm, like, someone else took care of it at work. No, but while he was out, Simon was saying, like, just some truly vile shit, but es essentially that he's in love with Robin, uh, him being Gordo, and he wants to be with her, and he wants to be Simon. I'm like, Gordo, Simon, everyone just wants to be you. You're so special. Women want to be with him. Men yeah. want to yeah. be him. Exactly, pretty much. Yeah, but I do think this is a crucial scene in the story because I wonder, up until this point, what was Simon, what, what was Gordo's plan? So what we know is that Simon fabricated a story about Gordo and it ruined Gordo's life. So is this the, the idea, the light bulb that goes up 
in Gordo's head where he hears Simon saying, oh, he wants to play mommy and daddy with you. Here's the lie. Here's the idea. It's been planted into Gordo by Simon. Oof. That's spooky. I didn't even think of that. Because it's like like the whole... I mean, the movie's called The Gift. Mm -hmm. And he keeps giving them gifts. And it's like, where was he going with the plan of the baby? Mm. It's like, was it planned all along? Yeah. Like, I don't I think it like, was. Like, I feel like he learned about those struggles yeah. with her. And it's like, he tells, you know, that good people deserve good things and bad, bad things. things can be gifts. So it's like, here's Simon telling him, oh, he wants to be me. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to put like your words in your mouth. And mm. it's like, I'm going to make you believe that lie. The very smart if that is what he did actually i like that a lot i feel yeah, like and, and that, that's kind of like how why, why i think like he's so calculated because i do think that he's in this i don't want to say like higher intelligence or like that 200 iq where he's like john kramer and he's able to like <sighs> anticipate people's uh fucking john kramer hey man do not like that man <laughs> but it's like just being able to anticipate people's movements thoughts and behavior because we really don't know a lot about gordo and what happened after he left high school where it's like we we heard him go into the military but then it's like what did he learn strategy the art of war like know your enemy like we don't know anything and that, that's why i think like people's minds go wherever they go and you either see gordo as this amazing chess player and puts his plan in play or is he just like victim of coincidence? Which in my head, it tells a better story when he's the one in power. Yeah, I mean, to some degree has to be. He's planned out this thing. I don't know what eventually, I mean, Simon did say that he went over there, like the reason why they accepted the invitation was so that he could have a final talk with, with Gordo and say, okay, enough is enough. Stop coming to our house. Stop giving us gifts. We're, we're not friends and we don't want to see you anymore. So I don't remember really what prompted it, but Simon is like, okay, well, we're going to have this talk now. Robin, go wait out in the car. Okay. The adults are talking, Robin. Pretty much. And then she's like... Yeah, that would be me too. I'd be like, no, I want to hear what you say. And then he's like, no, Robin, really, go outside. That would be me. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean about her. Like, if she would have really been in control i didn't say she was really in control power. i just said she or in power i just said that she's a strong person who pushes back there's only so much that i mean you're up against another person they also have some sort of power and control so it's like a power struggle so you're not always gonna come out on top but i just think that she is strong but she does leave and simon's like leave us alone and then they leave but not until Gordo opens the gate. A little head game right there. Yeah, and I, I wonder what the hell that was about. Just like, being a douche. Because, like, Simon's like, open the gate, really, dude? And he gets out of his car, and then you just see, like, Gordo's like, okay, click. Very dramatically, like, boop. Those things usually open from the inside out when a car approaches. That's generally how they have those set up. I, w I would imagine. So, um... Next day, maybe. Again, I told you I'm bad with the timeline. <laughs> the fish are dead and the dog is gone. Oh yeah, Robin gets back from a run and the fish are dead and, and 
the dog is gone. So she calls Simon and Simon comes home from work. I did think it was funny that when she calls him from work and she's like in distress, he's like, what's going on? I'm in the middle of a presentation. I can't talk right now. But I... then how did you answer? Like... Yeah, I was like, my phone would be on silent, no vibrate. I'm in the middle of a presentation. No, no, no. Yeah, because like when, when I'm, uh, I guess like in a work meeting or presenting or something like that, like I'll leave the phone in the drawer. And if, it, if it's ringing a hundred times, I don't think I would know. Oh, well, I thought that was funny too, though. But Simon goes to confront him at his house, at Gordo's house, and this woman opens the door and he's like, yo, your husband, your ex-husband, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, who? Who are you? I don't know what? any of this. Who's this crazy man? Yeah, and then her husband comes up and he's like, oh, I've been duped. But I, so they call the cops and the cops are kind of like explaining to him, oh, he was a driver for that family. That's why they had he had access to their house. And um, Simon, it's the little touches, his little douchey way of being like, I don't care about that. I care about my dog that's missing. That's why you're here. And I'm like, mm, I mean, it's kind of interesting information, <laughs> don't you think? But sure, go off. But I really like the way that the cop handled the situation because he was saying, we don't have any evidence that he's the one that took your dog and I can go over and find his house, go over there and talk to him, but I don't have a warrant so I can't search his home for the dog. So the only thing I can do is, you know, have a chat with him. And if I go have a chat with him, he's going to know who sent me. And I don't know, I felt that was cool of him and kind of understanding. He's like, just let me walk you through the situation. Cause I feel like other cops would have either been dismissive and been like, no, I can't do anything or yeah, I'll go over and talk to him without thinking about the repercussions that that would cause because there's nothing you can actually do if the person's like, I don't have a dog. I didn't steal their dog and there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, and I don't know, I can meet you halfway because mm -hmm. I'm like, as the police, I feel like, okay, yes, you don't want to do that. You don't go over there for the dog. Mm. But you could have been like, yo, your bosses have a camera and they saw, they recognized you with some other people. Who were those other people? That's the like, other thing. I was like, like get us. Why, why were you there? Get a security camera. And, and I'm pretty sure they did. And that, that's why I'm like. No, they the, didn't. Well, I mean, we, we don't know that, right? But like, I'm going to assume that. This, so this is 2015. Sure. People already had like those ring Amazon anti-theft uh, front door cameras. So, like, you could have easily, and, you know, this would be, like, normal people. These are clearly richer people, where I'm like, they most likely have some sort of, like, home security device. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, you bypass the alarm, you know the codes. But they could have been like, they reported that you came over to their house with other people. So, what were you doing there? Blah, blah, blah. Look for evidence for a dog. Do you have yeah. a dog? Oh, this is such and such came back to the couple and been like, oh, yeah, he has your dog. Or no, he doesn't. That dog seems like it sheds. So I don't think it would take long for that hair to be, you know, anywhere in his house, apartment, wherever he lives. Yeah, but at the end, he gives them back. One of the gifts he gives Simon is just a house key. Ergo, where's the security mate? He only needed a key to enter their home. Well, yeah, for on, on their part, that's, that's what I was talking issue. about. Oh, I thought you were talking about like the. Oh, I don't care about bosses. them. Shh. No, okay. <laughs>
Robin visits her neighbors with the child, and that's when she steals some sedatives from her bathroom. And that night, their dog is back. And this is such a beautiful dog. I love this dog so much. There's a really funny scene where it's just like, I'm like, how well trained is this dog? Because they're like staring at it. And it's just staring back at them. And I was like, this dog has secrets. <laughs> oh, but oh, this is funny too. Because Simon was like, they're talking about how the dog just randomly showed back up. How is that even possible? And Simon's like, I think it's him. And I was like, at first I thought he meant, I think that's our dog. And I was like, how do you not know that that's your dog? Of course that's your dog. And I'm like, oh, he means, he thinks it's Gordo, who stole the dog and then brought it back. But then I'm even like, why did he bring it back in the middle of the night? Gaslighting. No, I don't know. Because he's playing head games with them. Maybe he's like letting them know I can get in and out of your home and there's nothing you can do about it because you don't have any proof of me doing it, so you can't even get the cops to help you out. But he leaves another letter, and it is so funny because if I haven't, no, I haven't mentioned it yet, but he loves putting smileys and frownies in his, in his cards. It's so it's funny. emoji talk. Yeah, he's like, I'm sorry we couldn't be friends, frowny face. I don't think he writes that specifically, but he, he says he's sorry for the misunderstanding. He won't come around. He'll leave them alone. But then he says, P.P.S. Simon, I was willing to let bygones be bygones. And Robin's like, what does that mean? What the fuck does that mean? Simon's like, oh, I don't know. What do you mean? What does that mean? I don't do anything. I'm perfect. I have no idea. Whatever could that mean? This man met us for two minutes at a shopping mall and has stalked us ever since. Nothing to do with me. I've done nothing. Okay, sure. But that, that's a narrative that I feel like I would believe. Mm. Where it's like, what does he mean by that? I was like, dude, I don't know. Like, I, he's what, in his 40s or whatever? So it's like high school is like 20 years ago. It's like, then someone that we kept up with. And then he could have just been like, you know what? Maybe I did something to him in high school and I forgot about it or whatever. Because like in, in, in other stories or movies, a lot of these victims who were like bullied or some of the worst part, it's like, you did this to me, you ruined my life, and you don't even know who I am. Mm. That seems to be a very common narrative when you're referring to the bully, or the bully. Yeah, I could see that. But at this point, Robin has seen Simon's bullying ways towards Gordo because he's like, oh, he's a weirdo. And then he trash talked him in his, in his own home, what they thought was his own home at the time. So Maybe she presses the issue a bit more than you would normally because she sees how he reacts to him and it's a real douchey high school manner. Yeah, and, and it's probably a side of her husband that she had never seen before. Seems like and it. it's like she's starting to get the sense of what are you hiding? Because after this, she's clearly doing much more. She starts talking to the sisters, starts tracking down like, what happened? Yeah. But we get some scenes of Robin alone at home and she just has a sense of being watched or things getting moved around on her or something like that. And and then, yeah, the one day she passes out and uh, Simon comes home. Or it's the next day and she wakes up and Simon's all like, Oh, I had a great day. You know, those bosses of mine, they went to the same high school as me and they still called that physics teacher some mean nickname I came up with. And I'm like, grow up, dude, really? 
And also, why are you leading with that when his point of the conversation is, oh, I was so excited to tell you that it, I thought it went really well. I don't know if this is when he gets the promotion or not, or if he just thinks, you know, he's well on his way to get it. But he's like, I wanted to tell you, but you were passed out. Yeah, this is where we kind of see more that she has had this substance abuse issue in the past. But he's like, wow, you work real fast. Like, in implying that she's got a doctor writing her scripts or something like that. But I'm like, dude, what the hell? Be supportive. If you, like, if someone's in the, or going through addiction, like, I don't really think the best way to handle that is to be judgy and be like, you fuck up. I can't believe you're doing this again. I know people are only going to change when they want to change, but like, you should be supportive. No, like, oh my gosh, it was so hard to watch because he was just so mean. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's kind of hard to tell because his assumption is that she's getting a doctor but i'm like dude you pour out pills from a piece of paper like i would have thought that it's in that orange capsule thing with the, with oh, the white cap that's a good I'm point like, yeah who's selling these on the streets for you like <sighs> where, where are you getting it and that would have been like geez you can't even wait for a doctor like you're out there getting it from who knows where but yeah i'm with you like you can't or i suppose you shouldn't you know it this is your partner and they've had substance abuse problems. You don't throw it in their face. You're like, what is going on? What led you to do this? You know, but you need to be supportive of them. But then he, he I don't know, they kind of have a conversation and Simon's like, this is Gordo's fault. Everything's his fault, which is interesting because a few times throughout the movie, Simon says, oh, we all have fucked up lives. Bad things happen to all of us, but you just got to pull yourself up pull yourself together and make something of yourself. So it's like anything that happens to you is a result of your own doing is what he says about everyone else except when it comes to himself because with this situation, oh no, it's all Gordo's fault. You're fighting because of Gordo. You're stressed because of Gordo. So I thought that was interesting that, you know, it kind of shows the way he thinks about how other people should behave versus the way he thinks he should behave. But then he says, let's get on with what we get, what we came here to do. And like, oh, that's kind of like a, we're moving out of this house. Let's get on with painting the walls. We got to leave by three. No, it's like, we're trying to make a family and start a new life. Let's get on with it. What? That's not, yeah, it's like something like, oh, we got some grunt work to do. Let's just get on with it. <laughs> what a douche. I'm like, geez, saying so romantic. Let's just get on with having that baby and having a magical life. Ugh. So it's montage time. It seems like things are going better between them. Uh, Robin gets pregnant, but then she's out shopping one day and <laughs> Gordo is in the background. Like, oh, the friend's like, do you know that guy? Yeah, he's staring. And I guess this random, probably not random sighting of Gordo reignites her curiosity. Suspicions. Suspicions, perhaps. And she asks, Simon's younger sister. Like, what happened between him and Simon? Simon won't talk about it. He won't tell me anything. And and the sister's like, I was, what, like 12 yeah, when it like, happened? I, I don't really know. But he was being essayed in a car by an older boy. And, and Simon and his other friend, Greg, stopped that. But Simon's sister says, ah, that's really all she knows. Um, it'd be better to talk to Simon about it or... I don't know, I guess the friend that was there. I don't remember if that's what she said or not. Robin starts snooping. There's a, a drawer in Simon's room, that his office, that is locked. And she pulls it open and 
we see a file on someone called Danny McDonald, which we know is his only was his only competition for the promotion, but she doesn't know that, so she just like puts it back, and then she finds a file on Gordo, and it's a background check, and honestly, I don't know why she's so upset about it. Especially considering she sees that he, it says he went to rehab, he was in and out of jail, I think he got kicked out of the army. Did it say, I thought it said he attempted abduction of a minor? Yeah, something like that. And I was like, okay, first off, why are you getting mad? This, like, sure, maybe it's not the first go-to that I would do, like, get a background check on someone, but this weird man is hanging out at your house. Only when you're there alone are you really that upset with your husband for getting a background check on him and then look at everything that he found. So this guy seems a little dangerous, but no, she's like upset that he has a background check on him and she's like apologized to him. I'm like, did you read it? No, stay away from this guy. Yeah, and well, and that's the whole moral dilemma. And You can feel bad about it, but also be like, okay, I'm glad you did it. Because he's bad. <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, and we don't know, right? That's the, and I feel like the writers purposely did it this way. Where it's like, we don't know if she's mad because he got the background check and didn't tell her. And it's like, why are you hiding things? Again, like, what happened in Chicago? Did he start hiding things? And like, are those signs of something else? But I, I don't get why she's, like, if she wants him to apologize. Because like, like you're saying, he's finding all of these things. And at the same time, you know, like I firmly believe like people deserve a second chance. And it's like, if he went to jail, he paid, he did the time for what he did. But that's up to you on whether or not you want to be Engage friends. Engage with him, yeah. Yeah. But like, here's someone who probably killed the fish, stole your dog. True. And now you're like, your husband did a background check. I feel like they would have said like, why did you do that without telling me? And then when she confronts him, he's like, look, we tried to get a restraining order. There wasn't proof. This is, yeah. this is why we, you know, we did it. He's like, after all this, I was like, I wanted to know what we were dealing with. This is somebody who I haven't spoken to in over 20 years. I don't know what kind of person this is. So I asked to do a background check and look at what I found. You yeah. probably shouldn't be hanging out with him by yourself. I agree. That's what I mean. It's like, sure, get mad at him for doing it and not and concealing it from you, whatever you feel about that. But apologize to him. No, he's a bad dude. So then she decides to look up Greg, the friend that was there. And I just, I don't even know how she found him. I don't know. I just didn't think. I was like. She Googled him. I guess. But it's like, did she even have his last name? I don't remember. I don't she know. found him so easily. And it's like, how do you even know that's him? I expected her to maybe go through a, a yearbook or something. <laughs> but whatever. She finds him. She gets him to tell him this. Uh, it was weird. Because he was like, I can't tell you. I can't talk about that. Let bygones be bygones. You have to talk to your husband about it. Yeah. But and here's all he, the story anyway. Yeah. And then he tells her everything. So I'm like, oh my God. Okay. That was okay. Like, hmm? Yeah, it's. Just, I, I just guess tell it's, her. it's a little bit of the build up. Like, look, you really need to talk to your husband and things like that. But yeah, then why spill? Maybe yeah. it's like, it's look, not like... I tried, I came back because she like made an appointment with yeah. him. He's some sort of like doctor or medical person. And... and it's not like he gave her little hints and clues. He told her everything. He was like, it was a lie. 
Simon made the whole thing up. Because he can. Just because he can, yeah. And his Gordo's dad tried to kill him and went to jail for it. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Ruined his life. Yeah, and, and the part that I don't get mm-hmm. is, okay, so, so Simon fabricated the story and it's like rumors get out that Gordo is gay or, or that's what the dad thinks. But I'm like, dude, the story is like he got molested by an older kid in a car. Like, wouldn't you want to be like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened to you, son. I'm sorry. But I feel like the dad was like, oh, the story is that he got molested, but that's not true. You like this boy. Mm -hmm. And then he beats the shit out of him to the point where he almost kills him, gets arrested for attempted murder. And then Gordo gets kicked out of school. Like they're like, he leaves. And I'm like, I think he transferred maybe because he could. There was too much bullying. Yeah. And And who does that? Who bullies a child or person that was allegedly already being bullied? Well, I mean, fuck. Clearly, you haven't been in school lately where there's all these shows and movies about. Clearly, you didn't go to school. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Uh, You know, because there's so many of these shows that talk about the kids being bullied. And I don't know. I'm I'm sure it went on in the schools that you went to. And if you don't know that kids are being bullied. Don't. I was not the bully. (laughs) I'm just saying. Gotta track down your old Greg whatever his last name is, to tell stories of you in high school. Good luck. I didn't have any friends. (laughs) But Robin goes to confront Simon about all this, and they just have a big old fight. And he's like, I got the background check because I knew that that letter wasn't the end of anything because I got Bible quote post-it notes on my car and I got a restraining order for us. And it was funny because I was like taking notes and I wrote, is that true? And then Robin's like, the funny thing about when someone lies to you repeatedly is you don't know when they're telling you the truth. And I was like, ah, there she, there it is. And then this is when she's like, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, fair. Yeah, you don't. And then interestingly, I feel like if someone said that to me, if you said that to me, I'd be like crushed. I don't like, I don't know how to respond to that. It's like, oh my God, like what have I done that made you lose so much confidence like that's fucked but he's just like what can i do to make it up to you what can i I buy you nothing i don't even know how to answer that question that's what i mean it's like that's like a devastating thing in my opinion to hear from someone who's supposed to know everything about you or most everything you know the things that you didn't forget yeah she's like go apologize to this this dangerous man we have a restraining order against which i guess they don't because he does go find him yeah, because he's like, I don't know how to find him. She's like, yes, you do. And throws the background check yeah. on him. And I'm kind of with her on this because it's like, look, dude, you did this and all these things like happened to him. How is she not like, is this what he meant by bygones be bygones? You should apologize. And I'm like, it doesn't matter what that person has done. He's still a person. And it's like, you wronged that person. So like. I don't know if these are like holier than thou people, but like you should apologize. I mean, yeah, but like look at him. He doesn't think he should. Well, that's yeah. He's not a child anymore. You're not his mother. So how are you going to be like, go apologize? It's like, no, recognize him for who he is. Say, I think you should apologize because you did some fucked up shit. And if he said, I don't agree, then your response is, oh, 
you're also a bad person. And now I need to make the decision of whether I want to keep you in my life or not. I'm not like, go apologize. It's so fake. Like, you know he's doing it out of fakeness because <laughs> the next scene he finds him. And I thought it was so funny because Simon goes up to him and he's like, I'm here to apologize to you. How dare you not take my advice? It's really funny. I wouldn't be here if I didn't want to be here. So I'm here. I'm apologizing to you. Well, well, what? You accept my apology? Accept my apology. But Such I was like, did he even say I'm sorry? I thought he did. Oh. But yeah, and then he beats the crap out of Gordo. Because Gordo's like, no. The bullying continues. It's like, well, you apologize and people can choose to accept it or not. Get over it. But no, he beats him. And I was like, well. Yeah, and he keeps dropping all his shit from the van too. Yeah. Where I'm like, why would he accept your apology? Yeah, that went well. Nice apology. But Simon returns and tells Robin that, yeah, I apologized. And uh, it went great. Yeah. And I'm like, why not? Like, obviously, you're not going to tell her that you beat the crap out of him. But why not just tell some form of the truth? Like, I tried to apologize and he wouldn't accept. And that's that. Yeah. But no, it went perfect. Lying by omission is clearly okay. That's not omission. He literally said it went great. No, I mean, like, if you, if you just oh, say, if I said, oh, hey, I tried apologizing, he didn't accept. He uh, tried to headbutt my fist. Yeah. But I guess Robin accepts because, you know, next we're at party with the, not a party, we're at their house and they have their friends over for his promotion. What a bad choice of Simon to invite his boss or one of his coworkers that got him that promotion because Danny shows up. Danny McDonald shows up. There was a rock at their window, and then, um... And breaks it. Yeah. But as, you know, they're running out and chasing to see who it is, because I'm sure Simon thinks it's Gordo, and we all think it's Gordo, right? Like, as audience members, we're like, oh, man. But then it's like, who the fuck is that? Because they turn him around, and it's no one we've ever seen before. I'm Danny. I almost said Donnie. Danny McDonald. And you screwed me out of a job. Not just that, like... You sent an email full of lies about me to my bosses or whatever, and I'm fired, and you ruined yeah, you my career. You yeah. ruined my career. I mean, for certain employment, like, rumors are, like, detrimental. Yeah. Where it's like, why? Like, we don't know what the lies were about, right? The, the movie never tells us what was said. But, like, if someone sent your boss, oh, here's some allegations, and your boss is just like, yep, this must be true, you're fired. Like, wouldn't you want to investigate, confront them, like, something? Unless they've sent, like, fabricated evidence, which clearly that's what it was about. I don't know. But I said it was bad that he invited his, his friend or his coworker because he heard that. And Robin's like, oh, baby's coming. So they go to the hospital and then uh, Simon gets a phone call whilst there and they're like, well, you're fired because, you know, I looked into those claims that Danny was making about you, that email, you lying about them and yeah, they're true and you're fired and you can't fucking do shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you can't do shit like that. It's a little worse than that. He's like, I went to bat for you. It's like my reputation too. I said, you're a good guy. You're a great hire and this is the shit you pull. Oh my gosh. And then Robin's like, I don't want to, or it's kind of vague. I'm like, are they separating? Is this a divorce? She's like, I want to go home. 
but not with you. <laughs> I was like, okay, home to LA, home to Chicago. No, but good for her. She's like, bye. And I thought it was interesting too, because it kind of showed me his little like hustle or the way he he charms people because after he gets the phone call about getting fired he's like we'll talk we'll talk later and the guy's like no it's done and he's like no no we'll talk later and then with robin when she's like i don't want to be with you anymore he's like we'll discuss this later so it's like he's probably always used to talking his way out of things or into things and getting whatever not getting whatever he wants but getting enough of what he wants to know this is what he can do but when he goes home that's when the final gift, perhaps, is there with the the, the gift key that keeps on giving. Ugh. The key to their house, the recording of all the crap he said about him, and then the the video of him and Robin, Gordo and Robin. It's really disturbing. Jason Bateman does a really good job of acting, and like I don't know, I felt bad for him in that moment. I know he's awful, but his entire life is falling down around him, and that's not even like I don't even feel bad about that per se. I feel bad about like. Oh, God, I just feel bad for Robin. Like, what the fuck? Disgusting. The final gift is three items. The first one is a key. And I don't know if that's, like, symbolic of, like, I can get in and out of your house anytime I wanted and can still do because it's a copy of it. So if you have, like, it doesn't, to me, it didn't strike as a, here's your house key. I'm never coming back. That's what I thought it It, was. Like, I kind of saw it as... I can come as I please. No, I thought it was like, I've done what I came to do and I'm done with you now. Here's your key back. Thanks. Yeah. And then the next part is the audio that they were talking about at his house where he's like, oh, here's the weird one. He wants to be me. He wants to play mommy and daddy with you. He's in love with you. Mm -hmm. And then it's the videotape of Robin passing out and he's even wearing this monkey mask where we heard from the stories that Simon is scared of monkeys. Something like that. Um, So it's like clearly much more to taunt him. And then he finds Robin's body and like you said, it's very, very disturbing, but there's no evidence of, I guess, like a sexual assault if if you want to go by like a technical term and there's where i think like gordo being so calculated where one he's not going to incriminate himself so even if if you're on the yep he did it he's the baby's father he wouldn't capture it but we know that they have been trying to start a family and they couldn't or they haven't they haven't been able to and all of a sudden the timelines match up where like hey after i found her passed out shortly after she's pregnant so it's like was that coincidence it, it's so hard to that is true that's like some if he didn't do anything that's some like amazing timing like he yeah that's that luck perfectly. right yeah. and and that that's where i do get it from some people saying like why all of a sudden unless like his plan was to keep drugging her until yeah until it does happen like, pregnant. like once a month i'm gonna break in and get her to pass out now kind of like taking it to inception where it's like you plant the idea of holy shit gordo is the father of the baby Mm -hmm. now simon's like what am i gonna do yeah and while he's watching this video gordo's at the hospital visiting robin he gives her flowers and you're like oh my god he's gonna tell her like that's my baby 
But no, he's just like, congratulations. And he's in like a sling and his face is all beat up. And he's like, oh yeah, your husband did this, by the way. By the way. By oh, the way. this this whole thing? Yeah. This whole thing, this brace right here? Yeah. Yeah, but he said, good people deserve good things. And I was like, well, your definition of good things is fucked. You're so... Yeah, and then I hate your thought process. Good and morality is personal, and what is good for someone isn't necessarily good for another. But that—that's why I think that it's not Gordo, because like I think he sees that Robin is a good person or Mm -hmm. believes that, because like she stood up with up for him, even like to her husband, like you were saying, like at the house, she's like, "Look, you need to stop." Blah blah blah, and it's like she was always nice to him. She invited him in. She gave him tea. So it's like, why would you do this to her? Because he's not a good person either. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) To even imply that you've done something like that. Like, I don't care that you think she's a good person and you, I don't know, you haven't destroyed her life in the way that you've destroyed Simon's. You've done something really that could destroy her life. Yeah, I mean, what's going to happen when she sees that video? Yeah, Gordo can see Simon, so he calls him up. While he's watching him from afar, from a window, like a total fucking creeper. They're both creepers, whatever. And he's just like antagonizing him on the phone. Simon's like, did you do it? You have to tell me. And he's like, oh, I didn't. Or did I? I'm like, oh, you fucker. He's like, it's an, he kind of was like, yeah, it's the idea that you could just tell the truth and end it all and make it all known to everyone. But I'm not going to do that because you didn't do that. And... It's all in the eyes. Do they have the same colored eyes? I don't remember. They're very similar looking men. They have like strong bones. I'm like, good thing they both look the same. You'll never be able to tell just by looking. Yeah, and and that's the part where I'm like, yes, Simon could have just told the truth. You'll find out who the dad is. So it's like you're never going to be living the question on did he or didn't he. I, yeah, but you'll only find out through detrimental means to Robin is what yeah. I think. And I know you're saying you can do some shady parental test, but mm, is that really what the movie's going for? Yes, no. he's just going to totally steal no, some of that clearly, DNA. The, the movie's clearly painting it at, is if you want to find out, you have to destroy have Robin's to ruin, world. Yeah, which I hope he does not do. That's another question. Do you think he would do that? Would he tell her? No, I, I don't think so. But I think he should. Mm, what? It, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we end the movie in shambles for, in my opinion, everyone. Well, I guess Gordo feels pretty good about himself, but I think he's got a pretty messed up life. It's not yeah, because then, the then I wonder, like, what is Gordo going to do now? I got my revenge. Like, is he satisfied? Keep doing trivia or, nights Or is he one of those bars? where... Like, what was that movie, Billy Madison, where he has a list of people that wronged him in high school and he just, like, crossed out one of the names and now he's going to, like... Maybe. Go... Because from hearing Greg's story, it's like Simon wasn't the only one bullying him. Other people were bullying him, too. Yeah, that's true. I could see him doing that. So if if you've moved away from where you used to live, where you grew up, and you were a bully, don't move back home. Don't move back home. Moral of the story. Moral of the story. But you totally deserve it. No, you don't. Oh, man. What a movie. What a twist. Did you see that that coming? No, I didn't see that at all. Because, like, 
when she had like passed out like i thought it was a the medication thing oh really you didn't think because there had been some um voyeuristic shots i feel like before that of her being like what the fuck is that in my house you didn't think like gordo was breaking in and chilling i guess not and i mean they even show like like the gatorade spilling Mm -hmm. and i guess i didn't like pick up on that where like i was like oh maybe she put it in there herself i was like oh she like passed out just curious yeah i didn't (laughs) i didn't didn't see it coming and i definitely didn't see the ending coming because like I was like, wait, that's how they're ending it? They're they're really not going to tell us? Um, of course they're not. Come on, yeah, well, man. What do you expect? I mean, some movies, it's like they set it up and then, you know, you, you have the resolution and it, they could have gone either way. But sometimes it's incredibly frustrating not to know. So are you frustrated? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I'm more in the Gordo was calculated. He didn't do it. He got his revenge plot. Some people got hurt in the process. If he if he is the person that I think he might be, because he kind of reminds me of that one guy from Tom, Pam and Tommy, the one that's like, I am karma, the one that stole the sex tape like a piece of shit. But uh, if he has this like sense of morality, it can't be him. He can't do that to someone who he thinks is actually a good person, even though he said that bad things can be gifts. Ugh. Let's just ignore that. Yeah, and I mean, like, bad like thing... the psychological damage yeah. is enough. Who cares that you didn't do it? Yeah, and I, I think he could have planted the same idea without some of the video footage. Like, he could have just gone inside the house, shown him, like, look, I can get into your house, blah, 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 when she was passed out. I feel like that would have done the same. Because, like, if it wasn't, if it, if it really was him, why would you leave any type of physical evidence simon can easily go to the cops now and be like look here's all the evidence you you want i i guess and what, he's, to he's gonna degree. go to jail and as part of his revenge plot like he's happy being in uh in jail just knowing that he ruined simon's life that he's like oh got your back but now i'm in jail for who knows how long i don't know do you think there's enough to put him away i mean what's breaking and entering but there's nothing about why? Because he had a key. They could be like he'd be like he gave me that key. I didn't break an enter. I yeah, I guess so. A spare key that becomes a he said. That she monkey's said. not me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the the there's no evidence that maybe it, he had it was him. gloves every time he dropped off a gift. So there's no fingerprints. I don't know what he did. Yeah. He seems calculated enough to not get caught. I don't know. Yeah, the legacy of Gordo. He doesn't need a legacy. None of these people need legacies. Except maybe Robin. She's lovely. Thanks for joining us on this delightfully depressing <laughs> film review. Film yeah, let us know what, what you think. Did Simon do it? Did he not? Yeah. Sorry, Gordo do it? Oh. Did he not? Leave any suggestions for future films you want us to discuss, and thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone.